Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Wake and Bake America Guys, episode 490. A couple different things going on today. One, uh, the guru, our producer, is sick. So, yes. If this is a video so, show, then I'm giving a thumbs up to the backup production staff there. And, uh, hey, well, come on, man. Who's our backup producer? Bruce Banner <laughs> sitting in, man, making it all happen and being like, what do you mean no video show today, man? We've got cameras, man. All right. If the video Technology. is yes. working. Yes. What's up, Bruce? <laughs> If the oh, right, man. All right. Lots of talkers today, man. We'll be all right. If the video is working, you'll notice I have found, you can't see it, but a awesome new chair that's super comfortable. And it, although Scotty probably sits taller than me now, so we might have to figure, I think you can only see from like my chest up the way I am right now, but we'll make it work for my, for my comfort. Nice. You're the kind of guy that would sit on a yoga ball and get a standing desk. I was. I wouldn't mind actually looking for a, a yoga ball stool. Anyway. So let's get into it a little bit. Uh, today's <laughs> show coming up, Scotty's going to talk maybe, I'm not going to say too much because some people hate it when I say that. You got some GMO talk influenced by the other um, conversation that was on Kiss Organics podcast as well as... Uh, yeah, just been thinking. You know, on the weekends, man, sometimes uh, the wife and kid, they go shopping or go to the mall and I'm just left all by myself to think, man, with my thoughts. So God forbid. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I definitely don't try to go to the mall either. Uh, today's show is uh, brought to you by Real Growers Recharge, uh, Dewey Mister, and Greed Pads, guys. So give you a little yes. shout outs coming up. I did want to say right solid. off right off the bat, man, what was solid was uh, did you catch this dude got um, Herbal Cure over in uh, High Times Magazine. Um, yes, I did. They had yes, I did. They went state by state, not all states. In Colorado, they listed off. Looks like four or five, and the herbal cure was mentioned as the. Oh, hang on a second. This is High Times, the best cannabis dispensaries in America. Yes. And the herbal cure made it for Colorado. I am proud. Moby Dill, respect, my friend. It says here, I just wrote up a good paragraph on them. It goes, The herbal cure founded in 2010. This iconic Logan Street dispensary is known for its relaxed atmosphere. I'll second that. And one of the most knowledgeable staffs in the state. The diverse menu of strains features a blend of local and exotic flavors including exclusive drops from essential extracts in the way of killer rosin and solventless hash. So, yeah, shout out, man. Yep, absolutely. That's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Who else made it? The Clinic made it. Green Man Cannabis made it. The Green Solution. House of Dankness. Hell, yeah. Bunch of, bunch of them. Yeah. Should we, yeah, man, very interesting. Should, should we roll that in for executive producer for Moby Dill? Just yeah, come on, let's give it to Moby Dill, man. Plus, we're trying to get some, we're trying to smooch our way into the grow off event, I think, as well. So, I want to go check out that that event when it's done. Saw a picture the other day of a, the plant being trained that he's doing for the grow off. I don't know. Yeah, it looked good. Oh, training looks awesome. Check it out over on, uh, I think, his Instagram's uh, Moby Dill. I would presume. Uh, oh, Moby Dill four twenty, probably. I think. Keep the weed up. Makes in sense. It. All right, man. Makes sense. Give me my shout-out, dude. Give me a shout-out for a real growers. What do you got? What do you got? Yeah, man. Yeah, I was just, just thinking about it, man. And uh, I just want to say thank you for the support. It's been a, a couple years we've been doing this, and it's been 
been growing awesome. We keep on getting folks to uh, recommend their, a recharge to their grow stores. We get calls from grow stores all the time. And um, man, I was just kind of sitting around in, in the house that, you know, with that, that recharge pays for, you know, with the, you know, with uh, in the clothes that recharge paid for, with the food that recharge paid for. And I was just, uh, you know, thinking about how much I appreciate the, the people that support us. And it is always voting with your dollars when you buy things from a company. And I hope you all realize when you, you're voting with your dollars, your support and uh, me and my efforts to, to really learn and, and share the science and beauty of the natural soil cycle. And it, that, I, I'll get on my soapbox, but man, I swear, we got to learn how you know, soil works. Uh, it's not magic. It works according to science and, and you know, physical principles. And if we don't respect those, and first thing to respect something is to understand it. Um, it's just going to go away. You know, we definitely understand how to drop chemicals on things, but if we don't understand the way the soil naturally and efficiently feeds itself in nature, um, man, it's, it's, it, we're already kind of, I mean, of dis- you, you know, can take that destroying d- depending. It. Yeah. With the, the degree of, uh, you know, we can just roll in to some decent yeah, conversation. That's, with that's, that's what I do. Some man. Decent that's conversation brought to you by recharge. Um, <laughs> pick it up over on Amazon, but the, uh, you don't have to have it. Your your depth of understanding only needs to go so far, depending on if you're interested or not. For example, I was hanging out um, over at a buddy's house. He kind of he's only lived there for like not even half a year now, and his neighbor, coincidentally, is totally into like he has his own rabbits, he has chickens, he's got the worm bends, he does com- all kinds of composting. Sure. Um, you know, he has uh, like some feet, and this is all just on a small like not small, like super small, but a residential yeah, neighbor, neighborhood plot, regular yeah. neighborhood little plot. He just, his backyard is entirely dedicated to all that stuff. He uses his uh, rabbit poop compost to feed the plants. He doesn't use any chemical nudes. And I started talking to him about recharge. I got really excited. I started talking about the rhizosphere. I started talking about trichoderma bacteria, all this shit. And he's like, I don't know what any of that is, man. I've been growing like this, sure. you know, for, for hours, you know, and he didn't really, he just knows it works and he creates the habits right. for natural, you know, natural gar- uh, gardening. Um, I mean, I'm sure I could go back 50 years and there's some guys that could teach me everything, you know, Rodale and all that, you know, they could teach you everything about organic gardening that wouldn't know the rhizosphere from, from a, you know, a fungal hyphae, you know, but it's just, it's not the nomenclature they're used the to. The way it's being presented now these days, it's really interesting, of course, with the way we have the TED Talks, we had a talk, you know, our podcast, other podcasts, um, and then things that we're understanding now with just different, I guess, deeper ways to see in. You know, more technically advanced microscopes and all that shit, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, well, it just got me. I was listening. I was hanging out doing work around the house, listening to, uh, shout out to Tad Hussey, who's our, our buddy up in, uh, in, in Washington. We're going to go visit him in a couple weeks. And uh, he was ta- had uh, Nelson Lindsley on, who was a synthetic kind of, you know, a hybrid grower, you know, a consultant that does the, uh, can really yield a lot of hybrid. He was the one that you were talking about that does the grow more stuff. And uh, he comes from like the past. I want to say he comes from the pesticide. He had, had some kind of job in the pesticide industry. So he's not like completely like, uh, you know, anti every pesticide, you know, so it was interesting hearing him talk. He's not he's not anti science. And he was like, man, it's really dangerous listening to people talk where, you know, somebody says GMO and everybody starts jumping, yelling and screaming Monsanto, Monsanto, the devil, you know, and he's like, "It's, it's not all the same stuff. And he puts his presents this question. He goes, if I told you that we could splice a gene from a powdery mildew resistant strain of cannabis and then put that into your favorite strain of cannabis, maybe one that's really amazing but just always gets PM. You know, would you want it done? 
You know, and it's like, I don't know, man. You know, start start thinking about, it. you know, it is pretty unnatural, but that's a hell of a lot different than like like what I'm so bummed out with with like GMOs and Monsanto is that the like Monsanto modified what corn and soybeans to resi- they took genetically modified they genetically modified corn and soybeans so that they would resist their poison so that they can spray that Roundup poison right on the food. That and is act so like creepy. Everything's cool because it because it doesn't kill the plant, and then they then they go on on and they go like, oh, it's the same, it's equivalent, it's the same. Man, I googled. You know, I was like, man, I want to learn a little bit about Monsanto. So I just I, I found there's a movie that you can watch on YouTube called The World According to Monsanto. That is a creepy is name, a little bit. I think. Scary. You've seen the whole thing, dude. I I seen about uh, an hour and 20 minutes of it. After a while, I turned it off because you get the story. It's depressing. Monsanto has a revolving door with the the U.S. government. So they're just like, hey, you know where we get our U.S. Department of Agriculture? You know, our Secretary of Agriculture? He comes from Monsanto. You know, the guy takes a three or four year sabbatical and goes and becomes the the Secretary of Agriculture under Bill Common political practices for industry leaders to go into different departments of state and whatnot. I'm not saying it's good at all, you know, but... I mean, they've got they've got things where they're like, we didn't say we would bribe you two million dollars. We said we would give you two million dollars if you did something. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like so. Sh- and I mean, it's just so deep. They're all you know, it's the president's buddies and shit, so they they never get in trouble. Um, just like you can't even say that Roundup causes cancer because it's like, it doesn't cause cancer. What they say? Show here, me the study, Scotty. Where's the study? Yeah. It affects a key process controlling cell division, eventually provoking a genetic instability that leads to cancer. And they can't say it provokes cancer because the cancer don't show up for like 20 or 30 years. And this is when they tested it lower than normal. So it, it just makes you like, it, it just makes you be like, dude, I don't want to be that, man. I see that. See, that's why you look, GMO, let me intersect my opinion a little bit before right, I forget sure. some of it, is that the fact yeah, of yeah, if you got uh, a plant, that can withstand this spray that kills the shit out of everything else. That's weird. That's like hokey pokey to me. I look at that and I'm like, no, no good, no good. Now, if but you, the guy that works for the government says it's all cool, if you got a plant, says everything's cool, you know, you're breeding a plant like you'd mentioned cannabis, or if you, we've all seen different plants that are either mildew resistant, spider mite resistant, um, and you're breeding those in. I mean, do you even have to do? Couldn't crossbreeding <coughs> bring some of those habits over? But you're not talking crossbreeding. You're talking straight like. Gene splicing shit, which is GM. I'm saying, what do you crossbreed for? You crossbreed to try to get that dominant gene, right? To get that genetic trait where you're like, dude, I'm trying to get the powdery mildew resistance of the the blackberry Kush. Dude, yeah, and crossbreeding and, definitely. And, you know how yeah, many good so, musicians come from crossbreeding? <laughs> uh, Bob Marley, is, Ben Harper. Um, Lenny Kravitz, I keep going, man. Bring it. What? Stay on weed. Stay on weed. My point is, what we're doing with the science there is we're we're pulling the gene out that's responsible for something specific and putting it in another plant. I mean, if it's cannabis to cannabis, that's pretty much very similar to what you're doing. I'm totally with- down with that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you think. I mean, if you could just go get a super plant, you know, that's like, oh, this thing's powdery mildew resistant. It's spider mite resistant. It buds in sixty-five you know, or forty-five days. You know, flower time. You know, it's got it's got the 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 vigor of gorilla glue number four. I think the debate comes like, if you are you willing shit. to eat GMO food, and if you're willing to eat GMO food, 
does that mean you're okay with smoking GMO cannabis or vice versa? No, I think it's diff- GMO. Well, my point is the GMO food is sprayed with Roundup. They didn't try to make it powdery mildew resistant. That's not, tr- not all They made GMO it resistant to sprayed with Roundup. G- what I'm talking about, GMO corn and GMO soy are en- genetically engineered to resist Roundup. That is so much fucking different than trying to genetically engineer a better flowering time or, or even natural resistance, plant-to-plant yeah. resistance. I'm down, you man. Know, so. It depends on what it's for. It's almost an individual basis. Like I just learned that a new snowboard I'm I'm getting. Shout out to Never Summer Snowboards. I wish they were my sponsor. Um, right. That uh, they use gem- genetically modified popular wood and poplar, popular, poplar uh, in their core. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure why I'd like to get okay, that Okay, so what is but, it genetically? Is it genetically modified to re, so they can just spray it with poisons? So or when you're burning it, are you ba- burning residual poisons on there? Or is it? did they take a, a variety of poplar, I don't know how to say it, wood that they found in growing in one forest, and it was one specific you know, strain of it that, that was resistant to these bugs, and they took that resistance and, and, and spliced it into the other, the other varieties yeah. to make them all resistant. I mean, I guess in the end you with know, the GMO, and it's not the end but i mean just to move on a little is that it just depends on what it's for what it could cause plenty of people say oh it'd be great what if we had gmo trees around here in colorado that the at that boar bug or that beetle the beetle kill that's been going crazy around here wouldn't happen but then again sure well we prevent forest fires and maybe the beetle kill should happen to to feed the forest fires and when we try to interfere too much we're going to alter shit off to a weird balance as a fear right so. Yeah, agreed, man. I mean, you know, forests are meant to burn every now and again, and they're meant to be dead patches so that they can uh, so it can rot. I'll take that insect resistant different type. You know, if you had a strain of cannabis that your GM for like, I'm down. I'm down for that. <laughs> I dig, man. I just see that people are so it's, it's GMO the big but strange thing, man. GMO you big know, it's butt. it's everybody's so drunk on the tech. You know, I even I went to the movies a couple days ago, and dude, you didn't see a fucking tree. You know, you didn't see anything green in any of these movies, man. It was like, you killed my wife, or <laughs> yeah, I'm an alien from another planet, or, you know, you know, just like it's, it's everything that's like a bunch of fear, you know, trying to control you with fear. It's creepy, man. It really is. No. Hollywood, big movies. But, but, you know, used to, I'll watch like 50 years ago, it'd be like John Wayne was the fucking hero, you know, hero of, uh, you know, saving the family farm and shit like that, you know? Now it's like, dude, I'm being stuck in a utopian society and fighting for equal rights or whatever the or fuck Spider-Man these movies are about, six. man. <laughs> yeah. And then I did see they just, now all they do is they put all the superheroes together, man. They just, they just put them all together. Who's a cannabis superhero, man? Do they have one? Do they have one out there? Do we have an official cannabis superhero? Or not official, but you know, we got a bunch of other know. ones. Tommy Chong would have to like bust out of his, you know, his gear, man, and have a superhero underneath him. I could see that. I could see. It. I've seen a couple of interesting. Wish we'll have to make one. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I just been thinking about organics, and I'm like, dude, I really do want to. Uh, to, you know, like I'm going up to talk to Tad. I want to try to learn an organic system, and I want to see if there's a, there's an organic system that we can promote that wouldn't be too difficult. You know, there's guys that are doing um, really high quality cannabis with compost teas and uh, you know things like that, microbes, water only. Oh, man, that's of interest to me. Now that I'm starting to learn how the soil works and that you know you can use different plants to put different nutrients back into the soil. Man, it really seems like something where. Man, 
maybe we can develop a system where it's not so complicated, where you don't need a, a, a million bottles or 15 Dude, you totally can. It's not, uh, there's, do. you don't have to have a million or 50 bottles. I like my liquid inputs. I like my bottle selection. I don't use them all, all the time. I use some, some of the time. Um, it just gives me options. I also like growing with the organically amended soil and all that jazz. You said something simple to figure out. You want to figure out something simple to grow organically. I mean, that's in the sense of getting uh the easiest way one is is some of these bag mixes they're coming out with which believe i i think uh kiss organics has some uh, so home soils is one sure. staples that have been around forever still that i have heard of growers not personally seen but when i worked retail i'm like so what'd you feed they're like i put it in ocean forest with good water for the whole damn grow worked great i got some dank um so you can try but what's in it man pre-bagged shit how does it work pre-bagged shit is pretty good the problem with it i was just thinking about this today is it's like man i wouldn't mind trying to work with somebody like and we got local cat um build a soil who we might be getting some a pallet of soil or something from but um if it's not sourced close to your home it's freaking expensive like there's a lot of good products and soil mixes in cali but it's only economical if you're getting and then barely i think a semi truckload you know what I mean? Right. I do right. I do think there are a lot of good mixes out there. It's really tough for people and I think kind of easy to screw up. You know, some people can call me on this to make right off the bat being a newer grower source these seven or eight different ingredients or however many it is for Coots mix um and pull it off with great success on their first grow, but that's my opinion. But yeah, we can figure out what makes it work. Get down, get down. That's why you're going out there, right? Get some information, get some good... Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think a lot of what it has to do with also is plants. I think there's things like crop rotation and letting the soil rest and letting uh, the nutrients go back into the soil after you cut the plants down, um, letting the microbes eat, you know... Yeah, eat this. Uh, eat the the decaying roots and storing those nutrients and all that. So, I wonder. I don't. You know, that's that's the thing about organics. You're like, wow, it's so cool, but it ain't really meant to support whatever we got. Seven or eight billion people. Seven or eight billion people is about just you know, jacking a bunch of salt nutrients and getting as big of yields as you possibly can of low nutrient crops. You know, yeah. but it's uh, it seems it does seem like man, you're selling it out in the. Like, you know, I see the way that the soil's treated and how we've lost a whole bunch of our topsoil, like like 15 inches of, th- you know, like half of our topsoil we've lost in certain areas in like 50 years. You know, like 50 years ago, we weren't losing. We were actually building the, w- the way that... Uh, I will make uh, more, plant- right? It'll come back. <laughs> well, the way that plants work, man, they're actually supposed to build soil or, or you know, build the carbon in the soil rather, you know? Plants, what, like, it takes like 95% of its mass from the air and the and air, water, and, uh, you know, fr- from the soil and the water, from the carbon in the, in the soil. Yeah. And, I'm sorry, from the air and the water. You know, you got carbon in the water, you got carbon in the soil. That's where it gets like 95% of its mass from. It gets like 5% of its, uh, its mass from minerals, you know, from the minerals that are in the soil. But most of it's like carbon and it's sucking out of the air and the water. So it's actually the earth's supposed to like build soil organic matter, not have it take away. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. It all goes back, right? If it never leaves. <laughs> kind of like we, haven't we always had the same amount of water on earth or something like that? Supposedly, man. You know, I don't know, man. I've only been here for a very short time, sir. I can only tell you what's happened since, uh, yeah, since I've been here. Sooner I, I was even like laughing about my uh, nursery when I first bought my farm. Uh, we had a hurricane and it flooded. And I remember the guy, you know, my redneck buddy looking at me like, yeah, it floods from the river and then it recedes back to the river, you know, drains back to the river. He's like, 
you don't know that the water's going to drain back to the river? And he looked at me like I was some kind of an idiot, <laughs> you know, because I didn't know the way that the water flowed around yeah. there. It was like, yeah, people used to know that shit, man. There was something that was just common sense back in the day. Well, I will tell you that um, you get me thinking. You get me thinking. Um, I, yes, you know, sir. I got a big enough pile now where I take all of what I've used between different mixes, cocoa, loco, peat mixes, can of cocoa, sure. um, all these different mixes. And when I'm done with my, it goes out to my pile in my backyard. I've, I've accumulated enough where I'd like to maybe rotate it into the garden and rotate it back out. Um, so I'm always using my same mix, but it gets time to like season outside. But I do get fearful of, uh, you know, bringing in some pests or non-sterile soil. But the word sterile soil just is really, a you know, a false, right? That's not... yeah. Not, yeah, I think you more like something that's uh, loaded with pathogens. Well, that's the only thing that bothers me with the whole system of it um, is the fact of anything I do, like cocoa or peat. I love them both. I like them mixed. I like to play with either one. Sure. Or both, like one's from Sri Lanka and one's from a bog in Canada or some shit. <laughs> you know, like right. how do I get, is there any way, you know, sustainable to me or whatever it'd be, there's some type of local mix here in Colorado that's made here or but there isn't man that yeah i don't know i mean you, the compost i think is too heavy i mean you can make compost anywhere but i think just straight compost planting in that is too heavy you know so i mean peat is a good you know a good base and i mean so yeah it comes from canada i mean i, I know there was there's florida peat bogs but man the best peat comes from canada man so Maybe sometimes you got to pay, you know, for, for good quality. I would say once you get it, though, what, like I said, what feels really dumb to me is throwing out my soil all the time. You know, constantly. Throwing it out? Why would you throw it out? Yeah. People, you know how it is, man. People used to throw out their soil. Most people, I think, throw out their soils these days, man. I mean, that's I one reason where I guess I don't feel as bad. It's like, well, at least whatever I'm getting never leaves, like, my property. It just enriches, right. it, just enriches right. it. So, but, well, here, when you go... Um, I was going to tell you if you have anything else to pick out here, and you're, we had a, a little bit of a bumpy start without the producer. Um, Scotty's got no, a good. lot of what's going on. No, no, I'm good. You know, honestly, well, I don't want to. The VPD. Hold on, the VPD and the LED. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to get into from from uh, homeboy man. Uh, I, from Tad, uh, what is that called, man? The I mean, I'm really stoned now. Tad Hussey. It's the uh, Kiss Organics podcast, but. Uh, Man, he had Nelson Lindsay on, and Nelson Lindsay was dropping science, man. I fucking got my notepad out and started writing notes down, man, and, and threw them in the format, man. We should talk about what you Well, let me catch up. Hum- I need to figure yeah, out VPD yeah. and LED a little more also myself because I have some questions. I got to get a hold of Spectrum sure. King because um, I think it's going to maybe pertain a little bit different than what we got going on. Um, but yeah, I was also saying I want to get going on grow talking. You almost got a whole nother, uh, you got a lot of good shit here that I want to jive about for like another 25, 30 minutes. All right. Let's save it. I figured let's, that qualified for grow talk, man. Let's, you know, we're talking grow. All right. Hit it. Hit it. Talk the grow. Talk the grow. You're hot on it. Go ahead. It's all good. We can do, we can do whatever, man. But I, anyway, man, <laughs> I did like Nelson Lindsley, man. He says shit like crucify me on a cross <laughs> and smegma. <laughs> He used the word smegma right to Tad. It was awesome, man. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, and he calls them cultivars, man. He doesn't call them strains. He calls them cultivars. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. It, that does make sense. Cultivated variety cultivar. Yeah. That's, that's the way everybody else talks. When you go to you know some plant show or something like that, every, nobody's talking strains. They're all talking cultivars. So makes sense, man. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, he got me thinking with that GMO talk, and uh, he, then he starts talking to me. He's a pesticide guy, guy and he goes, oh, just because or, it's organic doesn't mean it doesn't, have, it doesn't have pesticides. It just has pesticides that are safe for organic production or approved for organic production. You're like, fuck, man. <laughs> you know, there's nothing safe. Yeah. You know? It was just interesting listening to him talk away, man. Okay, so... so Man, I am too stoned. I won't smoke that wax anymore. <laughs> you had some pretty interesting using the dipper on some wax or what? No, no, I'm using this. Uh, what is this thing called? This is the Source Vapes. Oh shit! This is the really strong one, the Source Vapes Orb Two or something like that. It's, still, it's a really badass one. Take a look, man. N- nice unit. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Take it easy. XL two. Thank you, sir. All right, he was talking about the more PPFD, and he's talking. He's an LED grower, so PPFD is is light coming out of a of a par meter. That's the measurement that you get out of a par meter. By the way, he was talking about par meters, talking about like you know, there's fifteen hundred dollar par meters. I think Hydrofarm has a five hundred dollar par meter. Um, he was saying it's a decent one, man. Give that one a whirl. But he was saying if you're not measuring your light with a par meter, then you're not measuring your light. Don't, don't bother. So he was just saying the more transpiration, uh, uh, the more transpiration, the more uh, water that's evaporating out of the leaves and the more uh, water you're losing out of the leaves, uh, you want to lower your parts per million and, you know, in, in your reservoir. And, you know, think about it, man. There's more water going through the leaves, man. So that means that's, uh, if you keep the concentration uh, the same, uh, you're going to burn your plants. Yeah, so well, it's sucking up more water, and it doesn't need all the nutrition. It just needs to get a drink. It just It's trying to be hydrated. Yeah, exactly, man. So if you keep on putting too much electrolytes in there, man, <laughs> hey, hey, man, I don't want Gatorade. I just want water. Yeah, so I, I, th- I thought that was a really uh, you know, interesting observation. And he, he gave a micromole count, man. We said about 150 to 200 micromoles uh, is... is uh, what he's doing, you know, pretty much or wh- what he's aiming for. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And he's using like, I think he said like spider LED lights. 150 so to 250 micromoles per, is it per an area or per? I don't know. Is it per square foot? I, I don't know. I don't, you don't know, have to have to take a look. You know, I expected Guru to be here, man. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe I should have held the <laughs> LED talk, man. So homeboy gets back, man. But he had some real specific humidity tips, too, I thought were really interesting. Well, man. I need to know with humidity if it applies. You know, I thought that VPD chart applies to like greenhouse growing different atmospheres than your indoor smaller room or yes. whatever. And the problem I have is in high times when we cited that. Um, when I was talking about it last, is that it's saying week five at six flower, it has me, I think, like at 50-something, and like it has the temps come down, though, to like upper 70, 77, or 78, it said. Um, but then I've always heard uh, Brendan and, and Orr over at Spectrum King, they're like, dude, run that shit hotter under our, under our spectrum, you know? Run it up at low 80s at least, 84, even 85. So I'm wondering if that difference, I don't know if you heard uh, Lindsay talk about it at all with LEDs, because the spectrum, if it differs from what we're looking at at this VPD chart, um, if it should he, be different numbers. He was saying that that VPD chart is based like off a of greenhouse, like optimal light yeah. and just perfect conditions. And he he's not assuming that he's getting optimal, perfect conditions indoors, he, you know, just because it's indoors instead of outdoors and, you know, just trying to create mother, you know, 
play Mother Nature. You're not doing a perfect job of it. Uh, that's why he doesn't go up to 85. He says 85 is, in his opinion, this is just his thoughts, is, is the, uh, that that's when everything is actually perfect, perfect, you know, wide fucking open. And he, he doesn't feel like he's got that there you know, in, in most situations. So he goes down a, a couple degrees. Okay. Low 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's just a really. This is the Nelson Lindsley Lindsley on the uh, the Kiss Organics podcast is what we're bullshitting about. And he's got two parts of it. I urge everyone to go over there and check it out. Really interesting stuff, um, man. You know, we'll, we'll let's save some of this because I want Guru to bullshit with, about me with some of this, like the different kinds of light energy talking okay. about. Yeah, yeah, it was really neat. But uh, you know what he was saying that I kind of forgot about that I, I do know about? I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But, man, if you guys use a bunch of silica, there is a product called AgSil16H out there. You can find it on Amazon. Man, that is the cheapest source of silica. They were just talking about as soon as you get to a, a certain scale, man, there's certain tricks that you, that you just realize, man. And silica is one of them where if you just use a little bit of it, it's fine to have somebody mix it for you. Um, it, it is one of those reactive elements that you can't screw How it up. How long do you think? How long are you, are you, well, you know, when you do, you're not using anything right now in your no-till or whatever. Uh, right. Silica all the way through flowering? You think uh, he was saying he uses it as a foliar spray, mm. but yeah, I used to I used to use it through flowering. I did, but he he was he was varying it as a foliar spray, silica one week, kelp another week, uh, into flowering. Thought that was interesting. Right on, right on. Yeah, I used, sometimes I th- used to cut it out a bit in, and I got one of those <laughs> fancier mono silica, I think, ones where it's like three mils does five gallons and stuff. So right, I'll right, get it back into my feed. Yeah, they were talking about different availabilities and and all that. It was it's just kind of cool stuff, man. All right, we'll save some of it so you can have yes. a guru hanging back out and uh, what is this a sign, man? Can't even do a damn show without the guru hanging out. <laughs> of course, man. No, but it just happened where I heard some guy <clears throat> talk about LEDs and and VPD, and I thought it'd be really cool. I thought it'd be, thought it'd be good to talk about with the guru, and then he has to go and get sick on us, man. Well, I'm going to move on to. <laughs> yes, sir. Come uh, on. We got some DGC smoking on, a couple of funny ass memes, and uh, actually uh, a YouTube tip clip coming up with some good audio. But before I do, Dewey Mister, if you guys have yes, not sir. checked out Dewey Mister, I encourage you to go on over to. Uh, he's got some of the best. Um, and I'm trying not to say like what some people like to the best root, the most beautiful root pictures. I've seen her. I don't want to say root porn anymore. No, man. I don't want to say that. It's just weird. But <laughs> yeah, he's got a great. Dewey Mister is a super simple cloner. I think he made one out of a two-gallon bucket. I want to say maybe as a fourteen-site cloner. But the the heartbeat of it or the heart of it is a, a little plastic mister that he has in there. That's just it uses an air pump to spit a. You put about an inch of water down into the bottom of the cloner, and it uses air pump to just spit out water, and uh, it just spits out this little droplet of of water. I guess, you know, a little bit like a dew drop, but it's a little bit bigger. But it just keeps the perfect moisture inside that container, and it makes the best clones, man. You just get these big hanging roots, and uh, they can just go right into <laughs> soil or hydro or whatever. So, I'm, yeah, I'm on his stuff. Facebook page, and if you guys like to tinker, even if you don't like to buy a uh, pre-made system, these things are still great. Somebody just made a cool cloner thing and a grow thing out of an old cooler top which is actually not a bad right. idea they and you can Hell buy them no, that's a good idea you can buy them individually um or just the whole kit or in sets etc so check them out dewey mister um coupon code yeah, dude very inexpensive there. too by the way man uh, coupon code dude will hook you up with a discount what's up jeff 
Yeah. All right, let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, it's on, getting man. cooler in Colorado. My uh, my furnace just turned Dude. on close to the studio, but I think we're all good. All right. I think I saw 30s this morning. Man, my car said 30-something. I was like, no, nah, I don't believe it. Don't let your plant die. It's going to be nice here shortly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into the Dank Nugs. Over yes. DudeGrows.com, get your Dank Nugs up. Um, and, yeah, you can submit them. Get 1,000 Nugs. What are 1,000 Nugs worth? Is that worth $10? Yeah, like ten bucks. Nice. Get your ten dollars. Ten dollars worth of stuff to use over in the DGC shop. So we got Aaron from Oregon with the Snowdog BX. Yes, BX. Does that stand for backcross, man? Who is it? Is that hipster term for backcross? I don't know. Let's see here. He goes. Some nugs I will be putting in a final trim and bringing to the DGC Nug Throwdown. Hell yeah! More coming right, cool. up on that here shortly. He goes, it's Snow I will smoke them. Snowdog BX from Alpha Chronic Jeans, grown in Kiss Organics. Bi- no, coincidentally here. Didn't plan nice. that. Biochar mix with Recharge, Mammoth Pea, BioBiz Fish Mix. This sounds good, man. Making me hungry almost. Insect Frass and Vital Fish Hydroslate. Weekly IPM cycling through different mixes of optic foliar transport. Essential oils, neem, karanja, silica, fish mix, kelp, recharge, and insects for us. Damn. Yes. That's a good point. Sounds about right. Uh, Grown under a 1,000-watt Hortilux metal halide and vegetative phase. HPS for flowering and metal halide again for finishing. So, guys, that's what I've talked about before. I used to uh, finish out when I was growing under HID under the metal halide for like the last 10 days or so. And definitely saw in the strain I was growing, I put on way more resin. So it goes, the side effects are sativa leaning, makes my mind race, but very stony yeah. at the same time. Not a functional weed for me. I usually hit this one up when I'm ready to let my mind wander and I don't need to get a whole lot done. Good awareness there. Good self-awareness on your consumption differences. Um, yeah, it looks good though, man. I will smoke some of that. He's got a taste. picture of these nugs. He's got a, a little latex glove on the ocean. I want to give you guys a tip. If you don't, man, buy those gloves like in the 100 packs. I don't go get them over at uh, Way to Grow, and right. uh, when you're trimming, I mean, I used to not do that. It's just so much easier, especially when you're trimming up the sticky, icky, icky. So, latex gloves for trimming are money. All right, what's up? <laughs> I just keep sneaking over and looking at them at the memes. Whenever it says "make me laugh," it makes me. I, I always bite on that, man. A little and bit, guys. Yeah, we've got a couple of memes here. That one was over. <laughs> <laughs> Over on DudeCrows.com, again, you can get your memes up. Get some nugs for putting up memes as well. Fleetline Dave goes, oh, this is the craziest-looking boxer face I've uh, ever seen it, of a dog. It is the funniest fucking boxer. It just goes, good God, sweet Jesus. If mites were people, your plants would be China. <laughs> and I've had that, man, where you walk into a place, guys, like, you got to see my grow, man. And a lot of times they won't even admit to themselves they have mites, you know, and you go in there and you're like, Holy shit. <laughs> or sometimes they think they're crystals or something, you know? Yeah. Look, they're yeah. crystals. They always use that nomenclature, too. Crystals, man. We've got Nowhere Man's got a picture of apparently me uh, squatting <laughs> up on like a stool in, a, in some like a flooded room. And he goes, I got so high on the edible. I wore a dress shirt. <laughs> nice. Ah, ah. Nice. Man. Dude, uh, yeah, I think I have seen you in a dress shirt. Maybe at your wedding. You, Maybe not. There though. you go. There you go. At my wedding, but the, <laughs> we were flip flops were mandatory. And last but not least, a picture <laughs> yes, of Tom did. Hanks. What movie is this, man? Where he goes to the island 
Oh, I can't remember. Uh, oh yeah, what, I can't remember what it's called, man. The last oh, the la- sighting, last of known Maestro. sighting of Jay Maestro. You know, there was a hurricane, man. That's kind of mean. All right, <laughs> Jay Maestro replied to this. He's all good. A little bit. I was over on Google Plus, guys. Funny shit. He's Thanks for helping us laugh. Medium, all right. Getting the memes up over on dudegoes.com. Funny shit. Funny. Let's hit. Uh, let's hit. I can't get that boxer's face out of my mind. Um, dude, oh, dude, this so is cool. So, have you seen? Yeah, what is that with this? We got a YouTube clip, man. Um, I mean, maybe we should wait till tomorrow, and then we're gonna play it. It's Doctor Oz, man. He went off, or he had a, like a little. It's only like two minutes, and um, I, I mean, I'm not a Doctor Oz fan i'm not an anti-fan i just don't I watch mean, the he show. is good looking yeah in a Let's kind of like a weird freaking modified way i don't know something's not natural <laughs> like you, dude when you hang out with oprah that shit happens to you man your face just gets pulled back and weird and Word. are we gonna you want to try you want to hold this or try and play it today i know we got limited production a little bit going on in the studio no, we're good man play it man okay play the, hit it up then we'll play the dr oz clip Word. Today on the show, we've been asking an important question. If marijuana could be the secret weapon to fighting the opioid crisis. And we've heard how it can work. Right? The reason we don't know for sure it'll work in everybody and every time is because it isn't being prescribed by more doctors. And why is that? Because a lot of doctors like me are just beginning to figure this out and there's not a ton of information to help us. Like heroin, marijuana is a Schedule One drug. You don't have to memorize this, but what that basically means is the federal government doesn't believe it has any medical value, right? Although the government may own the patent, <laughs> proving, claiming it has value, right? It makes it really hard to study this stuff. I have called personally doctors, researchers, and it's a vicious cycle, right? They can't get money to do the research, so guess what? There's no research to support it. Yet the National Academy of Sciences believes that it works for pain. This year, published that. In states where medical marijuana is legal, listen carefully, where it is legal in those states, there's a 25% lower opioid overdose death rate. That's a lot of lives. People like you, who would have died with 29 pills a day, now are back you know, doing all kinds of fun things, not driving on the wrong side of the road, killing yourself, your family, and someone else who happens to be there. Overdosing deaths are problematic for a lot of reasons, but the most shocking hypocrisy here is that studies don't show opioids work for chronic pain. So Michelle should never have been prescribed them in the first place. Medical decisions need to be made by doctors, not law enforcement. And Montel, that's why I think we're not seeing a bright light on this problem. We're seeing darkness covering it up. So here's the, the assignment for everybody. Today, I'm asking all the doctors who are watching, all the researchers, all of you, to join me in petitioning the government to study marijuana as a solution for chronic pain. Opioid abuse costs $78 billion a year. Let's do the math here. $78 billion a year. If, and right now we're spending less than one-tenth of one percent of this total to support cannabis research, what we're talking about. And now if the president has says that this is an opioid crisis and it's a federal emergency, right? That's a good thing in a way because that means it's the right time to prove because it's an extreme moment, we can use extreme measures, it's the right time to prove that marijuana can help with chronic pain. Without a shadow of doubt, we get that across, we can change everything, open up a potential opportunity for a lot of people who are suffering. So please go to the Dr. Oz Show website and sign this petition today and send it to your friends. Be sure to subscribe to my channel so you don't miss anything. And remember to check back often to see what's new. Man, so I got the link here right in today's show notes too. I already did go sign that petition 
um, basically telling, you know, the feds to be like, come on, no more schedule one. This is ridiculous. Coming, he's just coming from a doctor, you know, he's like, we need more research. You know, he makes the good points of being like, you know, things we've heard like a broken record a thousand times. Why is it on the same list as heroin? Why are you saying it doesn't have medical benefit when you have the patent, right. you have a patent right. for it and shit like, come on. <laughs> anyway, I'll give him Sorry, a thumbs just up. Thinking it. I like I like it. That's cool. I was just thinking about how lame our celebrities are these days. I was like watching like a Grammy review show with my kid, and I was like, God damn, the, the like the Grammys suck this year. <laughs> you know, like they just kind of the celebrities are lame, man. And I was like watching that guy uh, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. I he's on Facebook. He puts this thing up, and he's like, Look, you get the celebs you deserve. You get the government you deserve. All right. So this is what you got, man. Kind of just made me laugh, you know. Gotcha. I don't know. No, if, no, no, I don't know where Micro's coming from. Uh, meaning that, dude, Doctor Oz. I guess that's our celebrity, man. You know, Doctor Oz. He's a fucking celebrity these days, man. I'll I take like John it. motherfucking Wayne or Charlie <laughs> Bronson. Thank you. Well, let's hit a couple news stories here and uh, yes, sir. Hit it up before we got to get into uh, some girl talk as well, man. Might go a little bit longer today if you can handle that. Deal. Deal. So I think, I don't know if you read this one here, we got the the cannabis, the cannabis, which is basically, I like to call it the weed arm of the Denver Post. I thought they got sold. I don't know know if they're still owned by the Denver Post. I think now like one of Bob Marley's kids owns them or something. We'll mention that in corrections. Like once we have over a thousand (laughs) episodes, we'll go back and do corrections on each episode. Deal. So all the shit we were wrong about episodes 501 through 550. Massachusetts court. Massachusetts, who recently went fully legal, I believe, right? Um, Rhodes? I, I, don't, I, I don't know the laws in Massachusetts. I know that it's fucking wide open there now, though, man. Is it medical or is it recreational? Massachusetts should be fully legal, <clears throat> uh, recreational as well. Um, nice. Let's see here, and I'm sure I'll hear about it if I'm wrong. But the story, uh, Massachusetts court, roadside drunk driving test not valid for suspected weed. So it goes Boston... The highest court ruled Thursday or Tuesday that it's fe- Boston <laughs> that field sobriety tests typically used in drunken driving cases cannot be treated as conclusive evidence that a motorist was operating under the influence of marijuana. Okay, interesting. So this is what it said that there's a Supreme Judicial Court said it was reasonable, and we got to pay attention to these type of cases, people, because this sure. is like precedents being made for what you know everybody's looking at so supreme judicial court said it was reasonable listen if they want me to pay attention they gotta write this thing better man that's good, I mean, that's what good. The fuck? it says it's reasonable for officers to it testify. was reasonable it was reasonable okay. go ahead it was reasonable for police officers to testify as non-expert witnesses only to their observations about how individuals performing during sobriety tests is that a sentence? <laughs> Fair enough. The next one clears it up a little. Officers are not allowed to tell jurors if defendants passed or failed such tests, nor offer their own opinions on whether the driver was too high to be behind the wheel. So if this gets oh. to the point where you're taking it to court, I presume this is a good thing because... Yeah, so they're saying the officer ain't trained for... He ain't trained for, you know, doesn't have any cannabis training. He's, he's using his training for alcohol, and that's not... He shouldn't be admissible for cannabis. Yeah, that's interesting. This thing came, uh, the ruling came in a case of a man who's charged with impaired driving in 2013. So the justices noted, like you just said, Scotty, there's no reliable scientific test for marijuana impairment 
comparable to tests for blood alcohol content. Though right. several potential tools are under development, which scares the shit out of me. Several potential <laughs> and drunken driving cases. Put it in his eye. <laughs> results of a field sobriety test can be correlated with blood alcohol readings as evidence of impairment. So yeah, it's not as you know. There's not a good test. I don't think, in my opinion, there'll ever be a good test other than straight up, which we are told, according to the attorney that we have on the show, Dave J. Tetiction, to never take the field sobriety. That's what happened sure. to this guy. He goes, um, he had, uh, here we go, the two passengers were pulled over. It said they smoked uh, joints 20 minutes, well, one said 20 minutes earlier. The driver said he smoked a J three hours earlier, which you're never supposed to say you have. But yeah, they found three two. Three days, man. But the police officer found two marijuana cigarette butts. Scott, I love the wording. Anyway. I do, I do like when they call him that. They did a field sobriety <laughs> test on the driver. He was able to recite a portion of the alphabet and count backwards, but was unable to properly follow instructions for a so-called walk-and-turn test. So that's why I think the attorneys are telling you not to do that shit. They're like, they're going to get you on one, of the, one way or another on those tests, no matter what you Yeah, got. there's some confusing shit, man. I mean, they'll tell you, even you're nervous, and I mean, they'll be like, you know, count from 13 to 9, you know? Then backwards. divide that... By yeah, yeah, and then you count like thirteen, nine, eight, seven. You know, or, holy shit, I can't do it. No fucking, I guess I am pretty stoned, man. I'm yeah. thirteen to nine. All right, don't let me drive. Well, then we can debate why. <laughs> then we can go to that debate, but we're not even going. You know, who who said? And people are going to call me out, maybe. But if you're high, does that mean you're a worse driver? Because yeah, we see, who says just because I can't do math or the alphabet that I can't fucking be an awesome? We driver. feature driving tests on this show where some people were like pros man this dude was like you know right. smoking 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 smoke all day and sure. they took him out in a controlled course and he never got worse whereas some people for sure started hitting the cones started it you know i guess the point is we don't want to find out you don't want to find out which person you are you just want to be safe but anyway. all right now i'm not trying to be stereotypical or whatever but you go to the retirement village century village in, in florida where everybody's got their license and then old people can get pulled over and get, you know, here you go. You know, it, not, nothing happens. You know what I mean? They're completely legal to drive. I could be completely fucking high. I mean, bring Moby Dill and, and, and uh, the Dax Tractor over man, and get me baked as a motherfucker. And I'm still going to be substantially better in, in quantitative performance tests than those guys. And they're legal to drive. Quantitative on, performance man? tests. I like it. Yeah, it means you can measure it. You could measure yeah. that I stopped sooner than those guys, that my reaction times were better than, 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 than them. Because they're like, older. What the hell? You know, but they're still legal, legally able to drive, man. So what are we doing here? And your nanograms will be like at 14. Off the charts, <laughs> they just like. Just... I want to pin the meter. <laughs> oh, the quantitative, quantitative testing will just make them scratch their yes. heads. Yes. Yes, who would have thought that, man, I get to smoke weed. Well, let me uh, move on. Let's get in some grow in the show. Some more grow. So we have uh, what's going on in the grow, and I'm going to give it up Spartan Grown over on Instagram. Um, nice. So did, uh, what did he get? Hashtag Dude Grow Show. Um, hit it up, and he has his outdoor harvest. Really good-looking pictures of really big buds. I like Pow. his grow style he's got. I'm curious why Spartan Grown. You have that netting. He has like a, a bird netting over his cannabis. I don't know what you would necessarily want to keep out birds. From, the, from the sky. I mean, on birds. Or he could be using it. Really? I mean, what kind of problem? I mean, I guess I shouldn't say really. What kind of problem do you have with birds and cannabis? Like they're trying to get Wait. hot. What's up? Isn't that netting to obscure helicopters also? 
Uh, maybe no. you can see through it. Either way, either way, looking great with those buds, dude. Everything I love. Now's a great time for Outdoor Grow. I got a couple of videos coming. That's why I don't have what's going on in my grow, guys. I got videos of the Outdoor Grow. I got my polycarbonate panels up on the Tiki Hut just in time because it rained for like the last f almost two days here in Colorado. I don't know up in Fort Collins, but um, it's really a good time. You got to be on top of your game for outside grow if you're not in a protected greenhouse and, and so forth. So anyway. See, I love this though, man. You know, grown with, uh, it says grown in Detroit Nutrient Company soil and given mostly just straight water all season with a few applications of recharge and veg and mammoth microbes and flour. Fucking love it, man. I mean, dude, it's super simple. The guy's got huge fat colas. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to look. And I don't think cannabis is supposed to be one of those plants you need to, you know, have 15 bottles to get good butt out of, man. I think that as we smarten up and, and uh, you know, get, get more into this, I think we're going to understand that you can do this with uh, hmm. a really good soil. How many bottles microbes. did you say? I, you know, I'm thinking of like psychonutrients has 13 bottles. I'm looking at my the, bottles uh, right now, so I'm gonna give you my minimum. Let's see, I got my yeah, mammoth. Yeah, I'm kind of A and B and recharge, man. I'm not. I'm not against salt-based nutrients. I'm not like you know, on my soapbox being like, no, you never. There's no ever application for them. I'm about at a six-bottle nutrient. People live in tiny apartments, man. Where you know you might want to have a, a small grow tent with some bottled nutrients. You're not composting or. You know, doing a bunch of, no, you know, having a huge no-till bed, you know? So different strokes for different folks, man, you know? I'm at about a six-bottle minimum at least. But that's because I do different shit, man. Like, for example, uh, the Cano Bio line, I right. have its it's it's Bloom. I have Cano, um, the Bio Bloom or whatever, Bio Floor or whatever they call it. Because, and I also have another base, a Soul Synthetics Bloom, I like to alternate. Then I also have a f just a fish because I'll go, hey, you know what? I haven't watered with my fish in about three waters. Sure. I'm going to give a big sure. heavy fish watering. And I hear it doesn't have to be uh, – you can do those input inputs and amendments. But I like my options, man. My massive. My massive. i got to get my uh, – my uh, man, I'm slipping at the tongue here. What am I getting? Tricantinol. Yes, sir. tricantinol from my yes. bee friends. And they are not harmed in the process. <laughs> they are compensated very well for their tricantinols. So. <laughs> Anyway. I just want to know what's in those things. You know, is is it the same exact? You know, whatever monoammonium mono phosphate in, no. in you know in both containers. Because if so, then why not just use one? It is not. They're very different. <laughs> uh, so I'm nice. trying to get all these different attributes up in my bud, man. All right. So yeah. I'll show you. Grow store check in, man. Who you got? Hey, hey, oh wait, wait, wait. wait. Seems like yeah, this seems like Anthony actually did some work. Pothead yeah, Assistant right, looks right, like he did ahead. some work here. So it says, members area break-in. He says, got every parody, every song parody loaded up in the member section. So go check it <laughs> nice. out. Pothead Assistant. Nice going, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, we haven't mentioned in a while. Members still help uh, pay the bills around on the show with oh, our huge. Uh, getting everything taken care of as well. Um, yeah, there is going to be some more Stone Calls I think you have released here shortly that we haven't released for the members and uh, yeah there awesome. should be a few being released each week man i think we've got a few stockpiled up now thank you for everybody that participated right on right on appreciate it guys go check out some of the parodies how many are there like 30 or maybe 40 i think i counted recently or, you know a little while ago and i think there was over 50 which makes me feel a little <laughs> insane <laughs> I wrote yes. 50 stupid songs about weed i know how much they cost to make as well so we'll just move on so we got the yeah. uh, the uh who's who's slinging the recharge we got superior grow supply yeah these guys were cool man i talked to these guys last week man over in michigan where's it L livonia do i say that right man 
But uh, Superior Grown Sup- Growers Supply. Superior Grower Supply from Livonia, Michigan. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm guys checking so out their the Facebook, support. man. I can tell you, uh, they definitely. They, I love grow stores. Legit, that, man. They're growing a pineapple over in one of their other stores. The front it's of this other store, store they have. Um, yeah, they got all kinds of nice climbing vines, and it is always cool to see. It's not necessary, of course, but when you got a grow store that grows all this kinds one of. This says Lansing, shit. Michigan, man. So. No, they have a few stores. There's Lansing and Livonia. There's a few different stores they have. So, um, but yeah, check them out. Superior Grower Supply. Gives you some a recharge. I like it. I like it when, you know, that's representing the city really well. So where somebody drives by and they're like, oh, man, those guys took that store and they made it beautiful, you know, and they're contributing to the city. I I love seeing our industry represented. I told you I was uh, around town and I seen... You know, folks in the Hydra, I think I seen one guy in a Hydra Farm shirt buying some lunch and seen a guy in another restaurant in a Roots shirt and just, you know, <laughs> uh, the Magical Butter shirt. And I was just like, yes, it's so good that everybody's representing. And like, yo, I'm in the cannabis industry and you're getting this money from the cannabis industry right now. So yeah. think about it next time you vote. Word. Let's get into Yes, sir. Uh, are we, we get straight into Grow Talk? Do you want to take we a break We are into Grow Talk. We're just uh, skipping a break today. Let's just roll heavy or what? Uh, yeah, we, we haven't taken a break yet, man. Have I not taken a breath? Nope, not taking a breath. <laughs> Do it, man. Let's take let's take a break. We're back in two minutes, man. Be right back. You know what I say? Check it all out. DudeGrows.com. Yell it at your phone. Yeah. In the closet, I'm curing my weed. Scissors gummed up in a week that you can't smell nothing from five feet away. Can't let your guard down. Not for one day. Give it up for the growers. Out there risking Fabulous weed Fabulous weed The kind Money can't buy Money can't buy it Because we love herb That is a fact Yes, we love herb Yes, we love herb And always carry a sack All right, now uh, let's do it, man. We got some uh, grow talk here. And yeah, somebody... a little grody Jody action, man. Need some advice from the crew. What up, did yes, you see? Well, this plant was very green and healthy looking. And looking great, then it got a very good downpouring of rain from the hurricane. 
So I check her the following day, and a lot of the leaves are turning yellow. This happened over a day's time. She's an outdoor plant. The soil is heavy from clay I mixed in to peat. To Wait. The soils. I think he's saying he's have heavy clay, and he mixed in peat. There we go, to loosen it up. So it could be holding too much water. It is growing gorilla-style in the forest. It does not get great drainage, and I always pH newts to 6.2. Um, he goes with an accurate. This is he's like with an accurate blue lab pen. All right, don't just tell me I'm not doing it right. Um, <laughs> I also have three other plants within a few feet of this one, and they look fine. So what's up? I'm looking at a plant here. It's got some yellowing looking leaves, about right. 30% down from the top of it. It's a single cola plant. Um, the top still looks okay. Um, and it, uh, you know what? I'm gonna take it too because I was pretty impressed. Unless you got uh, without? Did you already read the comments, Scotty? I did not, no. I don't know if you know what. What do you think it is? Do you have an idea of what, what affected this, other than the fact that it rained like a mofo? Yeah, I mean, I, I do know that when it rains, I'm just uh, learning from my soil books that when it rains like that, man, and naturally it's supposed to, especially if you say it's clay, um, it, it pulls out a bunch of the, you know, like the silt layer from the clay and deposits usually a thin, it can deposit if it floods a thin layer of silt on top of everything. So you probably, usually that's good where you get a fresh dose of minerals in there. But I wonder if it washed something in, you know, maybe even. Yeah, you know, and it depends just where like, you are. You near the coast or whatever? Could be, you know, is everything is everything else okay oh, too? There you go. You said near the yeah. coast, so you're on to something. One real quick, we did hear from um, Ag Boy, who you know is growing like acres and acres and acres and acres and acres sure. of CBD hemp. Um, I guess I can't call it hemp. Yeah, sure, why not? I think it is classified yeah, CBD yeah, hemp. Yeah, it is CBD hemp. Um, you know, it still has really, you know, which we've got to go out there and get footage. Regular looking flowers on it as far as, like, you look at it, and it looks like a cannabis flower. Um, and it rained like hell over two or three days, and it threw off his game, too. They were chasing something. They thought they are getting the work, weird leaf curl, and it was because of all the rain um, threw off the feeding regimen. The plant's not used to getting that much. But this is a little different. Maestro chimed in um, okay. and said that... Uh, the rain from the hurricane was salt water. Unfortunately, there's not much you can do since the ground is saturated. Rinse the soil with some fresh water as soon as you can. And I guess he's saying as soon as you can because you don't want to just keep dumping water on something that's already super moist. But, um, man, that's interesting. I've never been in a hurricane. So I guess it's picking up enough water from the ocean where it could, like, rain just salt, salty rain. I guess it's point. Yeah, I guess the salt. Yeah, I didn't really think about it either, man. I have been in hurricanes, man. But Fud Pucker, e. Elmo Fud Pucker said that he was sure. Maestro's is right. Lots of saline fell from that hurricane. When it dries a bit, you can haul fresh water and add hydrogen peroxide to help flush some of that latent solution. So, um, yeah, I think that that that's interesting, man. I didn't think that um, you know you'd get enough. I always um, I was like half joking with you people are always worried about water during the hurricane and bottles of water sell out everywhere and i'm like isn't there just a shit ton of water falling from the sky <laughs> right like you could just collect but i guess that's part of the problem that it could be kind of salty or polluted or something hey it's got electrolytes man yes electrolyte fine. hurricane rain <laughs> so grody jody gave an update and said i did a very good flush with water and he added a slight bit of elemental elemental is from roots organics and it's got a bit of cow mag um, and it's fish-based, I believe. Smells like that, at least. And he goes, just in case it was a magnesium issue. But sad to say, she was far gone. <laughs> but there is good news. She may have been a bit early, but the smell coming from her curing is dank as hell. So I'm not too <laughs> upset. So hopefully I got it. You know, you're just going to get maybe a little bit of a different high. What do they say? If you take it early, you're going to get kind of squirrely. Is that what they say? 
<laughs> I like that, man. All right. Make a t-shirt of that. Right one. on, Grody Jody. Hope everything is all right. You just got a little rain issue there from your little gorilla grow spot. Um, but yeah. yeah. Let's move That's on. That's the worst, the worst thing you got from the hurricane. You're doing all right. We got uh, Dr. Green Thumb paging Dr. Green Thumb, and this is by Trumped Up Buds. So, salutations to the devoted caretakers of the Holy Basil. <laughs> but I do, I too dabble in spreading the seeds of the Holy Mother across our land. I write you in looking for a proverbial ounce of prevention. My child, speaking of, <laughs> interesting wording, um, you know, speaking of his plant, my child lays in a fabric bed filled with can of cocoa, laced with recharge, and feast on the Viga Matrix line. Understand, this is only my third cycle. He's in week two of vegetative growth, and I suspect something is up with my leaves. About a day ago, they seem to appear to taco up. Before I treat this child for a symptom she may not have, can you confirm I should do anything about this? Thanks in advance, guys. Love the show. Proud to be part of the GDC. Hell yeah. And he goes, P.S., would you also flip at this point? Guys, we're looking at a plant pretty low to the soil. Still looks like it's going to be a pretty squat plant. Man, that can't be too tall. Um... Right? Are you seeing the... Like, I mean, I'm thinking I, it's like yeah. four inches tall right now. It has some pretty big <laughs> right. leaves. Uh, first thing I do here, man, trim up a couple leaves. You don't want to have a little you know, spot there. Just a couple leaves are just too low and touching the soil. And I don't know, Scotty, look at this picture. His leaves got some aggressive uh, serrated edges, more than I typically yeah. see. It's kind of cool It's looking. usually a sign of just some slight overfeeding, almost like that perfect, you know, tur- turned up that perfect burn style. So I think that's just, uh, that's what I look at when, when I say it. It looks like it has nice coloring in it. I don't see anything wrong with that plant. No, they're not tacoing bad. I mean, uh, you can always check your humidity a little. There's different reasons your leaves can taco. It's been a weak point in my growing. Um, every once in a while, I'll get a strain that'll taco up like on 15% of their leaves. And they literally never change back. And then it just grows out of that phase. Or, you know, I eventually end up just trimming a couple of them off at the time and see if any more come um, and I didn't have a humidity issue, but I think you're good to go as far as flipping, dude. Um, I'd wait a little yeah. bit. I don't think your plant's tall enough yet. I don't know what size container you're in, uh, but trim it up off the soil or cocoa line a little bit there. And, uh, then I would look at flipping and that looks like it's going to be a stout ass plant. Yeah, but I, I would definitely not flip that. I mean, if you flip that, you're going to get an eighth of an ounce off it, <laughs> you yeah. know, a quarter ounce off it. You want to grow that thing to where it's, uh. I don't know, 10, 14 inches tall. Yeah. I, I don't know what kind of light you have. It really does depend on what kind of light you have. The light has to be able to penetrate down. But if you've got a, you know, a, a legitimate, you know, a 315 or, you know, a legitimate LED or something like that, grow that bitch to be a couple feet tall, man, before, you know, at least 18 inches, 12, 18 inches at the, you know, 12 inches at the minimum, 18 inches, 24 inches. And uh, get yourself some good yield out of it, man. You can get a couple ounces out of a plant like that. If you want to grow. We've got two more Grow Talk questions here. I'm going to squeeze in. Since we didn't really finish it earlier, over on Instagram, um, I guess this is over on, uh, there's a link in the show notes, Bruce Banner's Instagram. He's got Reminding Growers, a cool picture of your new recharge packaging here. Um, yeah, man. That wow, is, exciting. It looks like it's a picture of it in your greenhouse with some beautiful flowers by it. Um, and I <clears throat> wanted to remind people that, yeah, you can pick it up over on Amazon. Make sure it's real growers. I think you said there's some people, it's such a hot formula. They're trying to take oh it and sell God. it for more or something. People are so fucking sneaky, you would never know anyhow, man. <laughs> so make sure you're picking up your imposters. recharge from Real Growers. Get an Amazon Prime or skip the Amazon if you don't like that jazz. And realgrowers.com. 
So yes, sir. Yes, you members, sir. man. You members, they still getting thirty percent off recharge. Yes, they do. They, they sure do. do actually. Okay, right, right on on realgrowers.com. All right, and that is member code Psych at checkout. <laughs> but that's an awesome deal, man. If you guys are using recharge and you use a grip playing of with it, my money It's like playing with my emotions. Get yourself that thirty percent off. All right, uh, let's see here. We moving on to LED or portable AC, man. What do we do? <laughs> I love it. Man. Answer this it right like... from the title. We don't even read anything. I'm going to go with LED. I really, I was going to say portable AC, but who, who right. knows, man? The red eye Jedi. Is it winter? Is it summer? What the hell is it anyhow? It's going to be winter, man. Red eye Jedi 420 goes. Good morning, DDC. I'm getting ready for my next grow and trying, wait, ready for my next grow and yeah, trying to dial things in a bit more. I got killed by the heat this summer. I had to take and down buy another light. I had to take down my 400 watt and finish flowering under a four bulb T5 with just about 200 watts. Because I'm debating between investing in a portable AC or switching to LED and getting an SK closet case, but I'm not sure which would work best for my setup. Here's a setup: pretty small tent, two by four by five. So what's that? That's five foot tall, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yep. Flower two foot by four foot. Yeah, three gallon pots is what he uses. I'm always worried about height, and closet case looks pretty deep, which might be a problem. But I'd really like to bring my electric bill down, and LED seems the way to go. An AC would be nice and solve a lot of my problems, but I'm not sure which one to get. And it seems like overkill for such a small tent. I'm agreeing with him there. It wouldn't fit inside. And since my tent is in my bedroom, it would be just another bulky piece of equipment in my room. Right. More ducting to try and run one of my, to to run to my window because you got to exhaust the heat off your portable AC. Um, yeah, man, I'm down with the led dude. Yeah. Now that I think about it, man, I would get that tent. So, something like that, and uh, just exhaust the air. I, I mean, you can just, I'm sure your house is air conditioned. Just exhaust that air, and I, I would invest in a good fan, maybe like a can fan up top to suck the hot air out, and then it's just that you're going to be circulating air through the, um, uh, through the tent, so I think that's a big benefit. So I'd say maybe a small um, can fan or something like that to exhaust the hot air. Yeah, you um, could pull it off, dude. So a closet case is about twelve inches in depth. You got a five foot fall tent, tent, three foot or three foot, three gallon fabric pots, and then you're gonna want to keep that closet case a foot off your canopy. So that could work if you want something more low profile. I'm not against that either. SK is working on low-profile lighting. Johnson Grow Lights or Horticultural Lighting Group, it's right. two of the same. I believe we've seen some pretty cool shit at trade show. Sure. Um, oh, yeah, that discrete diode, that Samsung thing. That was neat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I would check the, you know, and keep also building your own, man. Going through looking at what Grow Mouse has brought to the community and his LED channel, Timber Grow Lights. God, there's so many good options out there. Sure. Um, but I will say, yeah, say that, I, of course, since I'm a Spectrum King grower, I do dig on the closet case, but I don't have a full report yet on uh, on my grow. But so far, looking dandy. All right. Yeah. So do the LED. That wouldn't be, yeah, you don't want another big old clunky portable AC in your bedroom. Yeah. And plus, I mean, it's it's going to take heat. It makes a lot of heat. The portable air conditioner does. It's so seven amps, do too, heat? man. It, I mean, it's it's not it's like running another light, basically, when it's running. So, oh hell yeah, man! Uh, air conditioner sucking the amps. Now, if you do it, maybe an economical option. I don't know if you've tried yet, and I'm not against it. Is although you know, growing through glass is so old school, bro. But if you can find an air cooled hood, if you haven't tried to air cool oh, that 400, man. you're like, this you're, is you're, the 70s, bro. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. Reuse, dude. Reuse, recycle. Don't throw shit away, man. So right. anyway, and I'm just giving the sheer economical option where you don't buy much other equipment in our, and maybe you do, but air cooling lights does remove a lot of heat. All right. So let's see here, man. We have to move on to one more growth. Talk Come question. on. One last one, man. This guy's a, a man of few words. Soil posted by one. No. Just a quick question. If you aren't growing organic, is it too late? Or if you, yeah, or is it too late to switch it up? Or since we are flowering, should I wait? Thanks for the consistent or the constant tips and help. Did you see much love, Ryan? Yeah, man. Um, wait, don't don't switch too much up, man. So he's growing I'm, synthetic I'm and he wants to go organic. And he's already in flowering. All right, so synthetics, like like we talked about before, synthetics use a chemical reaction uh, to to feed the plant. You know the the plant uh, fertilizer is already in an available form it hits the roots and it gets sucked up um organics uses a network of bacteria and fungi to actually mine the nutrition from the soil and then bring it in exchange for uh, an exudate that the plants make that's a two hell of a lot different systems man you don't want to just totally switch up and you know, they're used to getting salts dropped and now all of a sudden you're like no 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 just use your fungal and hyphal networks to uh you know your mycorrhizal networks to uh uh, supply nutrients. And like, what do you mean? We don't have any of those, man. We get the salts all day long. You know, it just, the, the one reason why you can switch it up a little bit, if you're on an organic program and I say, you know what, why don't you go buy a bottle of, uh, you know, and then see, I'm saying bottle of a liquid organic nutrient. And the reason I go with that is because it's going to be, and I could be wrong here. I think it's going to be available quicker. Like if I'm putting in, let's say a, a, I'm watering in a liquid back one. All right. Or we'll, we'll just use Budswell as an example. I like that product. We should get some hookups on that. Budswell um, is uh, liquid. barely has any NPK in it, right? So, yeah, and it's a trace, yeah. Really, really low NPK, and it's liquid bat and liquid worm in a bottle. Uh, and now, if I'm going to water that into my plant to add some funk to a program, <coughs> I think that's going to become, I don't know if this is the right term, like plant. The plant's going to use it. I was going to say plant available quicker than if I say, okay, I'm going to throw some worm castings on top, and then I'm going to throw some powdered bat, bat guano. Sometimes, sure. to me, the liquid organics are going to get in your rhizosphere, your root zone, with your microbes quicker. Of course, and, better than powdered organics, but nothing gets in, it gets on quicker than synthetics. Synthetics a chemical reaction. You know what I mean? Organics have to yeah. be processed through. So, Well, that's why, you know, just like you were saying, you like that when, you know, the idea that we've talked about before, when I've always grown a little bit of a mix here, and the same where... Um, Oh, what's his name over there? Nelson, some or that's his last name. Sorry, that was um, over on the Kiss Organics podcast. Was creating great yields with a base of shit that is the least organic shit ever, like the blue powder yeah. from Grow More. But then he also has organic inputs and hitting the plant. We only have such a short time to grow this. I want to hit it six ways from Sunday, bro. Yeah. So, but but add some organic inputs to this, but don't cut off your synthetic foods. You know, yeah, you're exactly. gro- you're growing with you know. Uh, uh, what isn't it? Win, Winnie, Winnie Yuck is growing with um, synthetics. That's where the plants are getting their nutrition from. So if you want to help it get absorbed uh, better, you know, by using something like Recharge or, or any kind of organics, you know, uh, uh, kelp is another thing where it's an organic um, uh, it, it's organic, but it's loaded with just these phytohormones, which are just components that are just available to uh, are necessary to plants in just really tiny, tiny amounts. Um, things like that that a plant needs, and they need these things. So, um, yeah, something like that would help a bunch. 
But yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't drop your organics, though. I, I mean, I wouldn't drop your synthetics, rather. That's the steak and potatoes. Well, let's get ready to not put it in the bag for one sec. As a reminder, the event in Portland, October 7th, I believe. Yes, and, yes, uh, you Saturday got it, evening, and you're good with dates. 7 o'clock, as I go to my calendar to confirm. Yes, yeah, Saturday, October 7th, 7 o'clock, Northwest Canvas Club, Portland. Go over to dudegrows.com forward slash throwdown. Let us know you're coming, and we are getting ready to send. I think we're just going to be able to send out a ticket purchase uh, link through Eventbrite because um, we'll already be able to get a hold of you through the dudegrows.com forward slash throwdown. Right. And uh, we'll be announcing, if not, the link on the show here shortly as well. And it's going to be kind of, if you like, you want, it's like a mini DGC Cup, man. We have a little bit of a token voting system. People Absolutely. can enter up their flower, or you can just be a uh, somebody hanging out. I was going to use the word attendee, but that's a little too... You know, you could just be part of the crew hanging out, not competing, but, you know, sampling and enjoying some beautiful flower. So as well as you got to yeah. vote, though, if you're coming in there, you're getting your you're, you're 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 getting your tokens. You got to vote on these strains so we can get it hooked sure. up. Um, yeah, man. Just do what you like. Vote for what you like. We're going to have you're getting some DGC one hitters. Scotty said some new ones made should be there. Some other yeah. merch, yeah. if you will. Um, new Mill, uh, JR Token shoutouts. He's got the frost already. Dinesh from Optic Foliers coming on down from BC. He's going to hang out. Uh, so it's definitely be a good little party, guys. Definitely. All right. Let's end the show, sir. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> Shoutouts, man. What you got, man? Let's hit it. Come on, man. What you got? I got uh, Mark of Cali and Fistful of Nugs. Here we got And I Nicholson and Joe John. John 21. All right. <laughs> How about home rolling Chevys and Jet? What is this? Jam Stro O? I don't I don't know. Man. I go with Jam Strew. I don't know. Jam Bluntweiser. <laughs> Love it. Bluntweiser. Keith Richards. <laughs> Those are good, man. Those are good. Those guys you go on tour together, man. Uh Romana's a boss? I don't know, bro. And and, and Grow Maestro. What's everybody with the Maestro, man? Don't know. I'm asking 808 Lay the Dog Jester. Trumped up buds and rap rapping the 305. Respect. Alright, smoking dragons 420. He's oh. out, guys. Uh, accept any apologies for any errors in the show. We are a man down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we sure are, man. Guru, get well soon, brother. He's out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss fans is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads Natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed I like to smoke it all day long Yeah, yeah
hates the tank. Just look at how he's being paid. Now, no luck of me. Smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong.